Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee in a Combo podcast with Cameron and Jenna. And today we are going to be talking about Generation Z, um, which is the generation that Jenna and I fall into. And actually, it is currently anyone between the ages 5 and 24. And we wanted to talk about why uh, this generation is being called the loneliest and the the most hopeless generation of all. um, And also why anxiety and depression are most common in people our age. And also why mental health um, issues are becoming higher and higher and more people are getting medicated. And actually, 80% of iGEMS have sought mental health services. 80%? 80% have sought sought mental health services. So ages 5 to 24. Probably more the age 24 up there, but... Yeah. So. Um, so today, what we're drinking over this wonderful conversation that we're going to be having um, is an Americano with heavy whipping cream. It is, I like took a sip just now when I went to record and made a face at camera because it is so good, you guys. There's no sweetener in it and um, it's just buttery and smooth with that rich coffee flavor and 10 out of 10 would recommend making yourself an Americano and putting some heavy cream in there. Um, my face might break out a little bit. <laughs> from the dairy, but you know what? I'm telling you right now, it'll be totally and just worth a tiny it. bit, like just like a tiny less bit. than you yeah. put half and half. Like, yeah, obviously, it's, it's so 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 good. So mm-hmm. on that note, we're just gonna jump right into this conversation. Okay, so uh, actually, I asked my husband Brady to be on this episode because he recently had a re- me and him had like a really good conversation about this shortly after he listened to two different audiobooks. Um, and the first one is The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F by Mark Manson. And the second one is Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. So we talked a lot about careers and passions and how it's like so dang difficult to know what you want to do in this day and age and how everywhere we look, we see different life paths and like always wondering which one is going to fulfill us. And we see um, because of the internet and the social media and like the connections we have with all parts of the world, we always see all these different options and like different things that we could do with our lives and so we're always wondering if we're picking the right one so anyways Brady learned a few things from these books and I just thought uh that they were really fitting to our generation and it was something that I really needed to hear so I just thought maybe like that we could help you guys with this and that it's something that you needed to hear um so I'm gonna let him talk about those but first I just wanted to introduce him so with no further ado here is my husband Brady Swear. hello Hello. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I'm the one who was crazy enough to ask Cameron to marry me when I was 19, 18. <laughs> 18. Wow. Got married oh at 19. Gosh. That's crazy. Fun um, fact, he's not even 21 yet. Not even 21. Just babies. Just babies. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, I'm a junior in college and, um, you know, with going through school and, you know, this summer looking for internships and figuring out life. Um, there's been a lot of questions about what I want to do with my career and where I want to go with my life. Uh, so I've talked to my mom a lot and, you know, seeked wisdom from people that are older than me and people that have gone through life before. And, uh, my mom's been listening to a couple audio books, so she, uh, thought these ones were pretty good. And so I listened to them and yeah, so I guess. Okay. So do you want to first tell us about what you learned in the first book, Just Do Something? Yeah, so Just Do Something is, he's a pastor originally from uh, Northeast Iowa, and the book really, like, delved into how, you know, in our grandparents' generation, they just did what their parents did. You know, they didn't have a lot of options for their career. They just, you know, their dad worked on a farm, so they worked on a farm, or, you know, whatever it was, and they didn't know anything different and you ask them now like were you fulfilled in your career were you satisfied with what you did and they say i never even thought about it like it was just what it was you just did it lived life yeah and nowadays we have a thousand different routes we can go we can go any direction do anything um and with the rise of social media and everything else you know we want to be influencers we want to move to california we want to do all these things and we're back in the day they never had those And so we're more stressed and more worried about doing these things that we put in our minds that we want to do when we just need to do something and just, and so this book was obviously written by a pastor. So he talked about the like spiritual connection with it or, you know, doing God's will. Um, And that's something I look for too. You know, I want to do a job that's 
what God has planned for me, right? I don't want to do the wrong thing in God's eyes. Um, but this pastor talked about how uh, whatever you're doing, as long as you're not, you know, a stripper or <laughs> doing something that's unethical, <laughs> you're doing something in God's will right. because he has different routes for you. Um, and so, yeah, that one's kind of interesting and it talked a lot about well, that. Well, and on that, I think that a lot of the time that, because we, t- we talked about this a lot in my school and it's this, I, I think that sometimes Christians get it in their head that, that if you, if you don't do like the exactly right thing or you don't like pinpoint God's will exactly, mm-hmm. you know, it's God's will. Oh my gosh. It's your whole life is going to be jacked up. And it's like, it's like, no, that's mm-hmm. not, that's not the case. Like, like God, like you said, if you're not doing something completely unethical, maybe there is like a, this is God's best for you. But even if you don't exactly land the nail on the head for God's best, a, God's going to get you where he wants you to go regardless. It right. might be a little bumpier path if you don't quite do it right exactly how he had intended it to. But but also, it's like it's not just like, well, you're going to be damned forever and your life is going to be a complete and utter mess if you pick, the, quote unquote, the wrong thing. Like, he's still going to bless you. You're still his child. He still wants what's best for you. Right. So I think that in that sense, too, just kind of riffing off of that a little bit, like, you have to keep in mind... You're not just like he's not just gonna throw you out in the snowbank if mm-hmm. you quote unquote get his will wrong, you know. Yeah. So I, yeah. I just I really like that too. Yeah, because I do think that people mm-hmm. are like, oh, I don't know what God's will for me is. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Well, what are the fear of your passions and like what is something that you'd like to do right. with your life? Like that's what God he's wants put you that in your heart. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so- that's something that we've kind of discussed with like, is there a person that's for you? You know, does God have that one person that's meant for you to marry or whatever? Right. And. We, we kind of talk about how there's different God places different people in your life and that's kind of the same thing with this as long as you you know like in today's generation it's totally not normal for Cameron and I to get married this young and people still look at us funny and they ask <laughs> how old are you? How You're old? married? Yeah. What? Every time. Every time and so you know that people have a commitment issue or like they don't want to get married because right. is this the right person is this what i actually want to do is living with them actually going to be good right and a lot of times it's not a faith-based question but it's right you know it's a commitment issue the same um and it's the same thing with a job and a career um and not saying once you have a career you have to do that career for the rest of your life but um it's still, it's still, it's still along the same thought process. Right. It's, right. it's the over, it's the overthinking. It's the thinking that everything is going to be the end of the world. It's, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the kind of the point of the book is to just do something, you know. If right. you find that person that you love, like, get married. Like, why wait? Um, like, if you find that career that you kind of like, but you're not sure if that's what God has planned for you, just do it. Right. It's going to hurt you more to not do it than it would to do right. it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I completely agree. And the thing is, if you misstep, there's like, there's, that's another thing you have to keep in mind. Like, especially us as Christians, like there's grace for the missteps, Mm -hmm. you know, like just go for it and God will be like, whoa, 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 that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. And then there's grace for that. And he's like, okay, can we like get back on the right path now? And I think that's something we have to keep in mind too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. All right. Well, do you want to tell us about the second book? The right. Subtle Art of Not Giving Enough. Yeah, this I, book. I just, okay, I just want to say something. I think it is so funny that we you read these books back to back. Yep. One from a pastor. And, and one, <laughs> yeah. Two completely different uh, yeah. styles of a book. But, yeah. So if you don't mind the F word, this is a great book to listen to. But if you mind the F word. Don't listen to don't it. Listen to it. It's, don't listen to it. Yeah. Christy recommended it to me. The books have pretty similar meanings. Um, they kind of talk about the same thing, really, but totally different ways of doing it. Um, but yeah, this pastor, or this, (laughs) this author, (laughs) this author talked about how, you know, we might put too much into what we're doing when really it doesn't matter at the end of the day. The things that really matter are your family, your friends, you know, you have to decide the things you want to give an F about, right? Right. Um, (laughs) and so, yeah, we're putting our our energy into things that really don't matter. You you know, even your career at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Um, right. As long as you're doing something to provide for yourself and your family. I would just like to reiterate something I said a couple podcasts ago and then something Brady and I have been saying to each other a lot as we're like trying to pick our career and stuff. God doesn't call us to be successful mm-hmm. in our careers. Yeah. Right. We're not called to make a lot of money. We're not called to make our way up to the CEO position. We're not called to start a business from the ground up like that's awesome if you do those things but like 
we get so caught up in it in today's world that right. we get we lose um, focus of what's important. So, mm-hmm. and I think I think something to think about too is that God does. It's not saying that God doesn't have a calling on your life at all, but like firstly, like first and foremost, He calls you to love Him, love your family, love others, and maybe maybe the way that you're going to do that is going to be in a CEO position and you're going to impact some amazing people. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's that like Christian company that they like literally built their company from the ground up and are now one of the most major companies in the world. I'm making a little note, mental note for myself to tell you guys what company this is because I did, I read like a whole book on it a couple years ago, but, um, they like built it up from the ground. They're just these two Christian guys who literally go off of everything. Like, praying about it like okay should we hire this person they pray about it and then they hire them okay should we close down the company for the day they pray about it they close the company down because and they're like everyone go home and spend time with your families you know they're just like so in tune with like with god's voice that they run their whole entire company like that so not saying that god doesn't have like a calling on your life but you have to remember first and foremost what god put you on this earth for Mm -hmm. is not for whatever you know, it's to love people and love your family, like you're saying. Yeah, right. I love that. Yeah. Um, Is that kind of all you got for that one? Kind of, I guess. It's kind of funny. He does have another book, if you're interested. Um, let's see, what is it called? <laughs> he has a book called Everything is Effed. Everything it's, is Effed. It's a book about hope. So Aww. if you guys want to listen to that one, that should if probably you be a good to one, that too. one too. If you, again, if yeah. you don't mind the effort, that's, you know, that's something that is kind of been really making me cranky lately <laughs> is that people unnecessarily swear. Yes. Okay. So, oh, cause it's been going um, I'm going to share with you guys some statistics and also, um, for the first 10 minutes of this podcast, I don't know if you could hear it, but in case you could, my dishwasher has been going this whole time. So I'm sorry if you could hear that. Um, behind our voices but anyway it's not what's important here what's important is the statistics that I'm about to share with you so um just some statistics on why we might be called the loneliest generation um so monthly church attendance fell from the early 1970s to the present with 57% attending in the past compared with 44% now um, in 1974, a third of Americans spent time socially with their neighbors several times a week. Now, only 19% do. So that went from 33% to 19%. Um, we're also spending less time socializing with our coworkers, going from an average of 2.5 hours a week in the mid-1970s to just under an hour in 2012. Um, families are also becoming smaller, and the percentage of children raised by a single parent or no parent has doubled from 15% to 31%. Holy cow. That's a lot. That is a lot. So, um, looking at these statistics and, like, taking a moment to think about the ways we live our life, like, it makes sense why we're all feeling lonelier. You know, I don't, I don't know, like, I think, I mean, obviously there's the whole thing, like, divorce rate has gone up, like, you, like, thinking about it, I mean, no one used to get divorced. You know, it used to be, it used to be very, like, socially inappropriate, uncommon, whatever you want to call it, to get divorced. And then all of a sudden, I think it was, like, the 80s hit and everyone was getting divorced. And now people, you know, won't even get married. They'll just, you know, Have several partners throughout their life. Right, have several partners throughout their life. Several sets of kids. Several sets of kids, whatever it happens to be. Um, And I think that it's just... It's so it's so interesting because, and I know we're gonna talk about this a little bit more, but even that whole thing about working with your coworkers, you know, like you, me, I love my coworkers, and I get along so phenomenally with all my coworkers. I love going to work. I look forward to seeing them every day. It's what I love most about my job. You know, there's other things I like about my job too, but I would say for the most part, the thing that keeps me going back every day is definitely the people and the coworkers, and I do call them my friends, but. It, there does come this thing that outside of work, you know, you're like, oh, we should go do something or we should, you know, go to the movies or I should ask blah, blah, blah. And it, this kind of like this, my instant reaction to that, that first thought is like, no, they won't want to go or no, you shouldn't ask or you'll be bothering them or, 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 or. And I think that so often that's like the first, the first response is you're going to get rejected. 
you're going to get rejected to just a lot of things to just a lot of things in general. Sometimes I even have that, like, this is how ridiculous, just speaking from my own personal life, this is how ridiculous and how deep set I think it is. And a lot of people in our generation is that initial reaction of rejection is I will go to like text my sisters, even my sisters, you guys, and my sisters, I'm pretty, you know, this might be talking myself up, but they love me a lot. And I think that they would, no matter the time of day, would love to hear from me. But there's still this like little tiny part of my brain that when I go to text them, they'd be like, oh, you'll be bothering them. Oh, they're busy, you know, taking care of their kid or, you know, A, B, and C. And it's still, even with my sisters, it's that initial thing of like, you're going to be bothering them. They're too busy for you, whatever it might be. And that little piece of anxiety sets in that's like, that, that tells me no. You know, and I just think that's so, I think that's just so, so, so interesting. So. Yeah. Social anxiety is, I feel like it's getting worse and worse, especially like with our generation. And <clears throat> like, just for me personally, I know like I struggle with just asking someone to like get a coffee or to go get lunch with me. And I start to right. fear like, I start to think about like, what are we going to talk about? Like what happens if there's like awkward silence or like, right. what if I don't know what to say next? And I, I know that's so dumb of me to like worry about those things right. and I feel like people haven't worried about them in the past but like that has just been like so real for me and it's been something that I have to work on and it's like I have to put myself in an uncomfortable position over and over and over until I, we're finally like comfortable with each other you know like, right it's just it's just being like okay yep gotta do you it you just have to do gotta it gotta keep doing it gotta keep doing it it's like working out yeah you know right it, it and, honestly is and it takes a while to get to know a person so like the first few times you hang out it's not necessarily going to be all like clicking right. and like a like amazing and you're completely comfortable in front of them I remember even when you first started like spending weekends with me after um like after you got back from Europe or whatever and you got your job at at the boutique and stuff um you started spending weekends with me we were sitting down we were talking because Megan was here and you're like like, I know it's weird but sometimes if I'm just hanging out with like one of you guys I get a little bit nervous and that's ridiculous like that's how deep-seated this is for some people is that even, even Cameron and I have known each other since we've been two. Yeah. And she still had that little bit of nervousness to be like, to be like, what if it's awkward when we hang out right. together? We haven't seen each other in like six months, whatever, you know, or it something. happens to be, yeah. you know, like that's, that's just nuts to me. Um, so I know we talk a lot about social media, like playing a big role in feeling hopelessness and stuff, but, um, it also has to do with just the way we live each day. Um, we stay in our own little bubbles, we stay self-sufficient, and that's something that, that it's interesting, um, that that's in the notes here, that we are self, that we all are, like, so self-sufficient, because I feel like back in the day, I mean, like, Stranger Danger has played a role in this, too, but, um, you know, neighbors, neighbors trying to help out neighbors and stuff, you know, and I have this thing in my mind that I, I, like, dig myself into this little, like, something goes wrong, my car breaks down, you know, I'm tight on money, whatever it happens to be, I dig myself in this old, like this little bubble where I'm like, unless I can live life by myself, I am screwed. You know, and that is so not true. Like God created us for community and he places community in our life to help us get through the rough times. Right. You know, like when it's like that thing, like it takes a village, it really does some days. And I think it's so interesting that you put self-sufficient here because I start going to that place right. in my mind when something starts to go minusculely wrong you know like oh yeah it's not like you have six sisters two adoring parents a group of amazing friends no 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 you have to get through life on your own Mm -hmm. you know I just think that that's interesting that that was in the notes here and that Um, was I just want to say like that was research like so many places said that generation z that we are such a self-sufficient generation and that's part of the reason we are so lonely and um feel hopeless because right like literally the other day my battery went out and I didn't know I didn't know that when you go and you buy a battery that they like install it for you right so instead of you know asking one of my mini guy friends or even my brother-in-law to help or Brady to help me you know install my battery or something I literally started YouTubing tutorials on how to change a battery in a Volkswagen Beetle and I'm like Jenna you're being ridiculous. <laughs> and then finally I called a place and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, so how much would it cost for you to install from me? Like, you get it installed for free when you buy the battery. And I'm like, oh, okay, sounds good. That's great. Thanks. Anyway, that's what I needed to know. That's what I needed to know. Um, anyway, I think that's just. I feel like that's just, just another one of the pressures we put on ourselves too. Like, 
with social media and everything, we have to be the best. We have to look right. the best. We gotta be able to do everything. And, right. you know, we put all this on ourselves. Where it's very true. It's all this added stress that we really right. don't need. And that's kind of what the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, talked about right. too. You know, that we put all this stress on ourselves where it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, right. And we just need to live our life the way, you know, God created us and the way we're meant to. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And going off of like creating the stress, um, that was something else that we talked about a little mm-hmm. bit of how we create so much stress for ourselves and we start to get anxious and we start to get anxiety. And mm-hmm. so then we decide to get, because we had, um, I don't know if we just had this conversation or if we saw it somewhere, but we're just saying so many people are getting medicated today and so many people are just getting on anxiety meds. Yeah. And for some of it, it's real and it's something you yeah. can't do anything about. But for some people, you need to look at your life and you need to make changes. Yeah. That's so true. And yeah. I think that like has such a big thing to do with we are such another thing that, that goes along with our generation and just the time that we live in. Not even just generally, not even just our generation, but um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like if something's broken you don't fix it you just get a new one Mm -hmm. you know and I think that that that's something that has is that instant gratification thing that every the world is literally at our fingertips in these small little metal boxes and I think that we are just such an instant like instant gratification generation and in such an instant gratification time that we don't want to put in the work to make to create the new you know thinking habits and the new patterns in our lives that are going to turn our lives around, make them less stressful. Hey, don't think that way. Take this off your plate. Say no here. Say yes here. We don't want to put in the work to bring our anxiety down ourselves Mm -hmm. and, you know, even maybe go and talk to somebody, you know, a counselor or something, or even, you know, an elder at church or something like that about our problems and be like, Hey, can we figure out a way to fix this. We don't want to put in the work. We just want it fixed right now. And I think that's also plays a huge part is everyone's like, you know, why would I go through all that work when I can just pop in an anxiety med? Right. You know, I think that has a lot to do with I it I think too. that also goes into the point of like blaming others for problems that are your own problem. Right. Um, I was listening to a podcast with Jocko. I don't know if you guys have heard of that podcast. No, I haven't, Jocko but Willing. like I'm going to make yeah, it Yeah, he's an ex-Navy SEAL. Really great podcast. Um, but he definitely talked about like how we put our problems on other people where if you look at any one of your problems you can relate it back to yourself right. and like you know even at work like oh my coworkers are doing this and it's really driving me down well right. how are you reacting to your coworkers you know how are you responding to these situations at work yeah for sure i yeah, I mean, we definitely put our problems on other people yeah we def- we for sure do even back to that like cuz me Whenever I start complaining about something, I'm like, okay, so you're going to sit here and complain about this for hours on end. And there is such a thing as talking it through, getting it off your mm-hmm. chest, and then you move away from it. There, like, you know, there is such a thing as I'm a very verbal processor. But the thing, the difference between verbal processing and complaining is are you going to sit in it? Are you going to be compl- constantly complaining about the exact same thing? Are you going to be dwelling in it? Are you going to let it ruin your entire day type of thing? And I've gotten to this point, this point, like, it's funny that you mentioned the whole, like, work thing because I mean everyone has frustrations at work Mm -hmm. but you have to go back to that point where you're like okay so I'm going to sit here and complain about work but am I doing anything to change it am I actively seeking out a new job and I had to get really real with myself it's like okay guess what you're not allowed to complain about this crap anymore unless you're going to start doing something to change it Mm -hmm. you know I'm like okay so until I'm ready to actively start getting a new job I'm going to go into work and I'm going to make the best out of every single situation and have a good attitude and if I don't that's on me that's That's not on anyone else that's on me for not either removing myself from the situation by finding a new job or whatever else Mm -hmm. it may be you know and of course yes there's you know you have bad days and it's okay to have bad days and it's okay to have feelings that's not what I'm saying I'm saying that the things that you constantly dwell on and complain about are you doing anything to actively change it like you know everyone you know wants to lose weight for instance yeah okay but are you going to act it you're going to complain about you know not fitting into that pair of jeans or not looking good or having a pudgy stomach or whatever it might be but are you actively making the changes to get yourself in that mental place to go through your cupboards and throw out the junk food like are you actively doing anything to change the situation that you're complaining about mm-hmm. you know for sure no i think that is so good okay so um something else is um I just wanted to say like a lot of people are constantly saying that 
like this hopelessness and all this stuff is coming from social media like just social media oh, yeah, and like all this stuff it's media. like oh it's social media yeah well it's not just social media you guys it's the person that's behind the screen and like how they're using like if they look at that social media and they compare themselves or if they're on that social media all the time and this goes back to like blaming other people for things if you're on social media for three hours a day that's your fault that is nobody else's fault but your own and also um another thing is is it's not just social media, it's the internet. It's the internet in general. And um, one second, I wanted to find what I was gonna say here. Um, we are so wired with the internet with the internet in general. And whether it's for school or work or, the, or just like researching things, um, it plays such a large role in our lives. And we can fill up all the quiet time in our day with podcasts, music, audiobooks, talks, YouTube videos, movies, Netflix series, finding recipes on Pinterest, and etc. Mm -hmm. So maybe we are using these things for good and filling our brains with like knowledge, but the fact still remains that we are so dang wired. Like generation oversensitized. Yeah, Generation Z doesn't know a world without the internet. Mm -hmm. And that is not our fault at all. It's simply the world that we are born into. Right. So just learning how to um, balance everything. Yeah. And um, when it when you should be on your phone and when you should be putting stuff in your mind and when you should be just having a moment of silence. And I just listened right. to a podcast and um, the girl was saying actually that she um, has been taking a shower without listening to any music because it's like the only time that it's right. just silence to herself because when right. she's in the house alone or when she's cooking or she has a podcast going or she's listening to music. So during her shower, that's her time to just think to herself. Right. And I actually really liked that because I've been a couple of times I was like going to put music on while I was in the shower and I was like, you know what? No. Right. This needs to be a time that I'm just with myself. Right. Um, so I just thought that was really good too. And I just wanted to make a point that it's not just social media and also it is the user behind the social media, but we were just born into such a wired and stimulated um, generation and world. And world, yeah. Yeah. I think that's so interesting because even last night, you know, I was playing my pot, my like um, true crime podcast in the kitchen and making this cake and whatever and Cameron was working on... Um, Geography what, homework. Yeah, I was working on homework and she whispers to Brady, I might need headphones because I had my podcast up pretty loud or whatever. And, um, and I'm like, I'm like what? what are you guys whispering about? Because I'm just nosy. You guys, I'm the nosiest person in the world. I need to know everything. It's a problem. She has FOMO. And I do have FOMO. I have FOMO too. I, I'm, like, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I need to know everything. It's so bad. Um, I get called out on it like all the time at work. Everyone's like, why can't you just like not care? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how. I need to know everything. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you guys whispering about over there? And she's like, I just, I just said I might need headphones. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can turn my podcast off. And you're like, no, 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 don't worry. And then I said this thing that I didn't even realize, you know, we were going to be talking yeah. about today. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? It will probably do my mental health some good to just sit here in the quiet for a little bit. And it's, and it's true. You don't like for me, some days I don't go to bed without having something happen, happening in my ear constantly because I don't like the quiet. Yeah, I, I just like, I just don't like it. I don't like the quiet. And so it's just, like you said, it's just always, it's just always there. Someone talking, someone singing, someone doing something oversensitized, entertained. And I think that's another thing is that like our attention span has, uh, I, I should have, I should have got the um, statistics for that because our, atten no, our attention span, I think it's like two seconds. Our attention span is so much shorter than it was even just like people our age, like 10 years ago, because right. we are just so constantly mm -hmm. entertained. And that's the thing. Like I get bored. Mm -hmm. I get bored and I think that's what that's what a lot of people like today too like in social in social situations we're constantly just entertained that we don't know how to just sit down and have a conversation with someone like sit down and have a conversation with Brady or I could sit down and have a conversation with Cameron it's like five minutes in and I'm like okay cool so we're gonna watch a movie now it's like no can you just sit down and have like a conversation with someone for a while like right. dip right. into anything and just talk about it there's yeah. a lot of stuff to talk about out there even if it is something that you saw on social media you know um one of my someone that i saw do a um have an interview um she got asked the question do you think social media social media has helped or made it harder to um to um communicate with people and she said it's made it easier to communicate it's made it harder to connect and mm -hmm. that has just stuck with me and I think about that all 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 the dang time because communication is at our fingertips with someone clear across the world but it's that connection that I think we're really really lacking as a generation that's yeah. really good I like that I also was thinking while you're talking <laughs> and talking about our attention span think about what do you guys do when you go take go to the bathroom when you take a poop you're on your phone 
You're literally, Jetta's looking at me like, why are you talking about this? <laughs> no, I was just thinking, I'm like, I'm like, that's, there's so many germs on your phone if you take your phone in the bathroom to start pooping. If you take your bathroom in the phone to poop. Yeah, Do you good. know how many germs are Do on you your phone? Do you take your phone in with you to poop? No, I don't anymore. I used to all the time, but um, then I like read this whole thing about like, um, have you guys, it's one of my true crime things. <laughs> uh, she was called Typhoid Mary. And, um, and pretty much she was this cook who had, who just like never washed her hands back in like the early 19 or 1800s Gross. or something like that. And she, and she, um, um, she like contract contracted like typhoid fever or whatever to a bunch of people that she cooked for and was pretty much this like quote unquote like serial killer because she didn't wash her oh, hands. Oh, didn't oh wash her hands. Gosh. And because there, she was just like a German-fested human yeah. being. Anyway. But yeah, anyways, like everything we do, like if I'm going to, like at school, I have to go and warm my food up in the microwave and the line, sometimes you stand there for like 15 or 20 minutes and there's girls in front of me and there's girls behind me and there's like, it's usually always girls warming their food up, lol. Um, and there'll be like a line of like 10 of us. What do we all do? We stand there on our phones right. instead of talking with one another. Um, right. So just like stuff I mean, like even that. in lectures, like you're sitting there in class and if a lecture gets kind of boring and you lose interest. Oh, for it, sure. Oh, you I got to look at my phone. I got to do something Check else. social media. Start working on homework. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Yeah. I think that's just crazy. But um, on that note, I've kind of made it a point because, because we do get such a bad rep. And also, I would like to say um, um, the millennials, everyone was like, you guys are the worst before gen z came around so like it's not just us that people have picked right. on like gen like um the millennials were the worst before we were the worst so we have to give them that credit as well i would like to just say that um but i've kind of made it a point because older generations like i kind of i have this like weird thing in me that i'm like i want you to know i'm not one of the bad ones you know like i'm like i'm one of the semi good ones like yes i still have a short attention span yes i still love social media <laughs> and i wake up with it and go to bed with it but like I'm still, I like have some social abilities. So I've kind of, I started doing this thing. Um, I've started doing this thing that when I am standing in line at like Walmart or Hobby Lobby or something, I won't be on my phone. And I'll, you know, give like a nice little smile to the person standing in front of me or whatever it happens to be. And last night, a lady at Hobby Lobby, we were just standing in line and we had like a five minute conversation. Wow. And I was just so proud of myself. And it was awkward. I'm I not going start... to lie to you. It was awkward. But I just wonder how many people's days would just be so much better if we just took time to just have a small little conversation with them and show them some kindness standing in the line at Target. I should start mm -hmm. doing that. You know? Honestly, I'm going to start doing that. That's really good. And did you feel better walking away from that? I did feel better walking I've away from that. I've had that before, too, where you, you're like, wow, that was so good. Yeah, it was a bit awkward. Yeah, I put myself out, like, out of my comfort zone. Yeah, out of my comfort zone. But like, it, you walk away feeling better, and you're like, wow, I made a better... I made their day better and they made my day right. better. And shopping, you guys, is such an easy one because you can comment on something that they're buying or comment on the weather. Yes, it's small talk. Is, like, is it going to be very impactful to their life? Like, no, not in the long run. But here's the thing. That's just, I don't know, it's just so nice and it's a way for us to realize what it is to, you know, actually, like, human face-to-face like conversation connection look into their eyes listen to what they're saying and it's it's something that i think that we should all practice a lot more because like you said we're just all in our own little bubbles we don't mm -hmm. care we don't want to sure. know what's going on whatever and i think that's just that's not how god has called us to live our life i think that's, at all that's really good especially in like the world of evil that we kind of live in right you know it's so easy to get behind a keyboard and say oh you're doing this wrong or you're living a right. horrible life it's just good to love everybody always, right. like Bob Goff says. Right. You know? Um, what, yeah. like, what are, what are the small actions that you're doing every day that's showing that, you mm -hmm. know? Um, going, going off of the love everybody, uh, there was a sermon, it was actually a couple of months ago at the church Brady and I go to, and it was all about how us as Christians, I don't know if you guys have heard this before, and even if you're not Christian, if you've heard this before, but love the um, sinner, hate the sin. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I used to always say that as like, love the sinner, hate the sin. And someone would be like, well, how do you feel about this? I'm like, well, love the sinner, hate the sin. And he was like, why don't we just take out the sin? Just, and then it was just love the sinner. And I was like, wow, that's really good. And then he's like, well, what if we take out the word sinner and just say love? Yeah. Just mm -hmm. love. That's don't cool. even like worry about what they're doing. Right. I mean, 
don't just love and that's what we're called to do and like what did Jesus do in the Bible like he was with the prostitutes and he was with the people who were stealing and he was with uh, Nicodemus and you know like he just loved and I mean I just that has just really stuck with me right and so I think lots of times we get so caught up and we get so like um trying to be like this is wrong and this is right um in our beliefs and it's just like just don't even just love see here's the thing here's the thing because you do you have to hold up you have to hold up truth you know you have to you have to carry truth and love and it has to be it has to be balanced because you can't like you said you can't be a christian who sits on the fence but i think that what we have to remember is that like the truth and love is is a lot of the time for people who are like like already believers like hey you call yourself a christian like shape up act like it yeah you know like i love you here's some practical ways that you can like can i help you can i pray for you let's go to bible study whatever for people who are already that but here's the deal we're not going to reach people by shouting our opinions at them that's never gonna that's never gonna get us anywhere Mm -hmm. that's never gonna get us anywhere and i think a, a large portion of the church has gotten to that place where they're just like this is wrong like you said this is wrong this is right this is black this is white blah 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 sin you're all sinners blah blah <laughs> and it has turned a lot of people away from the church and i'm like you you can't you can't lead with with this is my opinion this is where you're living really wrong blah 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 mm-hmm. whether it's you're posting it you know you're sharing a link on facebook or whatever it might be you have you have to start out with love so yes love and truth have to go hand in hand they always do but also a lot of the times like you can't lead with that you just can't especially everyone is so whether we like it or not everyone is so 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 sensitive these days so sensitive you literally look at someone the wrong way and they're like Mah! and you're like oh i'm sorry you know <laughs> like that's just that's that uh, that's the reality of the world that we live in so yes truth truth and love have to go hand in hand but you have to lead with love you just really for do. sure yeah. well that happens in politics too right right you know? oh yeah yeah and, oh yeah and it's we've created this atmosphere in our culture where if you don't agree with me you're wrong right yep you know we can never there's never a discussion it's i'm right you're wrong right <laughs> Riots, fires. Yeah. If you don't agree with me, I'm burning your business down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) People are crazy. Post about it on social media. Bad bad review on Yelp. Yeah, Yeah. like seriously. Uh, But yeah, just... Yeah, anyway. I digress. Uh, Okay, so we've talked about this a lot throughout it, but I just wanted to end by talking about some ways that we can combat these feelings of hopelessness and not knowing um, where to take our lives next and like what those first steps look like. And so I thought, Brady, you could start us off by telling us what you're going to do. Well, the main thing that I do and I want to be better at doing is to pray, um, just spending time with the Lord. And if that's in the morning or on my drive to work or to school or, you know, any time, just spending time with the Lord is definitely the best time to reflect on my life and to just give thanks for the things that, you know, a lot of people take for granted, um, myself included. Um, and then the next thing I do is I also talk to, you know, my mom, my grandpa. I spend a lot of time talking to the, my kind of elders, I guess you could say. Yeah, so I guess I, I call my mom probably, I don't know, three or four times a week and just talk about what's going on in my life. Okay, and, hold up. My what? mom is going to hear this now and be like, why doesn't Cameron call me three or four times a week? Well, you text her. Mom. So we just had this, I just need a yeah. disclaimer okay. for my mom. I text my mom and we have like little conversations. Brady will call his mom, be on the phone. It can literally be five minute conversation. Yeah. Me and my mom have to have an hour conversation. Like that is just yeah, we just talked yeah. about this. Yeah. So, mom, I'm I'm watching out for you. Don't yeah. worry. I'm not. I talking. usually call my mom on like my way home from work. Yeah, it's yeah. like a five minute conversation. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, definitely, <laughs> I definitely talk to her about what's going on in my life, and you know, I definitely feel hopeless a lot of times. Like, what am I gonna do with my career? You know. Only one more summer until it's the real world, and we got to find a career. It's and a rough job. out here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's definitely like it's a war zone. It's something that I'm nervous about, <laughs> and so definitely seek wisdom from people that have gone through that before and done those things, and they can kind of shed some light on what right. to do. And it always leads back to just do something, as long as you're doing something. And uh, I might not be like a great spokesperson for these books, so if you're interested go listen to these books or go find other books about this and you know there might be other things that stick out to you more than that 
Um, but yeah, definitely pray, seek counsel, um, talk to friends, family. Um, Don't keep it bottled up. You're not going through it alone. Right. And stop blaming other people for Ugh. your problems. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, for me, I'm thinking uh, all of those were like, if I wanted to like add a little more, mm -hmm. like two. For me, I think that I have just been really like trying to choose joy all the time. Yeah. Um, and looking for the joy in everything. Mm -hmm. And it's something that that word has just been coming back to me probably like the past year is joy. And I just, I kind of feel like I, I don't know if it's my personality or if maybe it's like one of my gifts or whatever, but I just kind of feel like I'm usually a pretty like joyful person and I can yeah. find um, joy in lots of the situations, lots of situations and stuff. But um, there's been a few times where I'm just like, wow, this like sucks or like, wow, I really hate this or like, and I just get in this like negative attitude and then I'm just like, wait, like why? Like maybe it's that really early morning shift at Cool Beans or maybe it's um, the fact that my whole week I have a ton of homework and I'm like, okay, but I need to turn around and look at this like all that homework, like I should feel like blessed that I am getting an education and that I'm able to do this. Or like when I go to work, I should be like, well, I can make a difference in those people who come up to the cash register and get like their coffee. Cause I don't right. know about you guys, but, like when I get my coffee and someone's so nice to me, it literally like right. makes a difference in my day. And so I just try to like turn that around and be like, okay, Cameron, choose joy. Um, and I do feel like it's something that comes easier for me but I do like find myself um, struggling with it sometimes and I just really wanted to tell you guys to choose joy because I feel like it makes such a difference and I find myself telling Brady all the time to choose joy. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I don't know, I'm not trying to like, put myself on a pedestal, I just really think it's something that, um, it's something that I, I practice, I usually practice pretty well and it's something I think that makes such a big difference. When it's a lot right? harder than it sounds. Yeah. It is a lot harder than it sounds. It's definitely, it's one of those like spiritual muscles that, right. you know, they mm -hmm. talk about. It's not, it's not easy. Cause I mean, yeah. even Paul, I don't remember which letter it was in, but in one of his letters, he wrote that like it, he had to work on, yeah. he had to work on it. Like Paul of the Bible, right. you know, mm -hmm. you know, he used to be Saul and now he's, you know, everyone talks about Paul. Right. He's a big deal. He's a big deal. It's big deal. No, big deal. Big deal. I think look at look when I'm talking about choosing joy to like for those of you that are like mm, like what does that look like like being optimistic and looking for the ways of um like that you can um, make a difference and like how can you show God's love to other people right. and like that kind of stuff. But I really think like we are sometimes so pessimistic and I just think even just turning um, the other way and being optimistic is just the way to go. And then also one of my friends told me the other day and I was telling her we should have her on and do a whole podcast on it is she was just saying like be your best self. Mm -hmm. So like if you're sitting in class and you're like, wow, I really hate this class. This class stinks. I'm learning nothing, blah, blah, blah. Well, be your best self and shape up and listen to what they're saying and get right. something out of it. Mm -hmm. And like yeah. learn. Like in those situations where you're like, wow, this sucks. Or like, wow, I just want to lay on my couch all day long. Mm -hmm. Which sometimes you need rest. But tell yourself, be your best self. Are you right. being your best self right now? No. Like, mm -hmm. figure right. it out. Like, get yourself up and do something. Well, I think it's right. also important to realize those times where we're like, you know, this sucks, my life sucks. Like, those are the times you grow the most. Right, right. For sure. And you have to realize you're, like, how... Something that I've been, like, kind of struggling with is realizing that it's okay to have negative emotions. It's okay, but I think the different... I think what's different about, ha like, the balance between having negative emotions while also having joy is that you don't dwell on them. You're like, this sucks, and you're sad about it for a minute. And then you're like, okay, but how are we moving on from this? Right. And you you can't you can't you can't let yourself kind of fall and sink into that hole of being sad, my life sucks, everything sucks, let's think about everything that sucks, let's listen to our sad music, let's cry for two <laughs> hours. Like no, that's not choosing joy. Like yes, your feelings are valid. And yes, everyone has those feelings and it's okay to feel those feelings. But at the end of the day, realizing just how blessed you are and not letting it, not letting it affect the people around you, I think is, is really, really important to, to remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good. So, yeah. um, one practical way that I am trying to combat, you know, loneliness and all that is, um, I think reaching out to people a lot more. Last year, my first year in Sioux Falls, it was it was a rough year, you guys. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a very, very rough year, but I'm very glad that I went through it. 
because most of the time I came home from work, I sat in my house, in my room, whatever, and I just was like, like blocked out the world, didn't really do a whole lot with people, um, didn't straighten away to invite me to do things, and I'd be like, no, I'm good, I don't really want to, or whatever, or you know, A, B, or C, I always have an excuse, and I was pretty much just like, other than work, I was like a shut-in. I was like, I'm not leaving my house. I don't want, I don't want anything to do with that socializing business, whatever. It comes back to that whole anxious thing. Is there going to be awkward moments? How do I deal with it? Whatever. And I think that this year, I am at a place where I'm trying to invite people to do more things, you know, put together more like group activities, be the initiator, because a lot of people, you guys, are down to do a lot of things. They just, it just they just need someone to ask or someone to organize it or whatever. Like a lot of people, they want to have a karaoke party, but <laughs> like, um, everyone, that's their people, dream. That's all their they dream, dream about. They want to have a karaoke party or they want to come over and watch football and you know bring a chip dip and hang out with a bunch of people from work. A lot of people they want that, they just don't know it. No, a lot of people <laughs> want that, but they haven't. <laughs> They just don't know it yet. <laughs> they just don't know it yet. They need me to tell uh, them. A lot of people want to do something or hang out or be in community. Like, God made us for community. That's why he made the church. He made us for community. We It is, like, inbred in our brains, in our hearts, in our souls to want to connect with people and to want to have friendship and relationship and all that stuff. But a lot of people... They don't know how to go about, you know, putting themselves out there or asking to do it or they don't know. And so I'm almost glad that I went through that year of loneliness because I'm like I just think to myself every time that I kind of have that like I'm kind of nervous I don't want to ask I want to be like okay but how many people are feeling how I felt last year Mm -hmm. and even if every single even if 100 even if 99 times out of 100 they say no that one will be worth it and you know what even so it's good to know that someone's thinking about even if they if they're like you know what no like I'm busy or I don't really feel like it or I'm just tired from work because a lot of people are very tired are very tired because they're very busy and they're very anxious about you know their futures and pretty much everything we've talked about on this podcast so a lot of people (laughs) so sometimes they don't want to do things and that's fine it's just letting people know that you thought about them you considered them and I think that's really big too and then even after you know, like, five times of asking the time, like, I mean, yeah, I guess we can kind of, whatever. Because you know what will happen a lot of the times? They'll be like, you know what, not tonight, but, like, maybe another time. And they think that you won't remember that you that they said, you know, another time. Like, okay, so how about now? And they'll be like, oh. And there's only so many times they can come up with excuses. And then finally, like, okay, yeah, I guess we can do something. And then they come out, and they have a great time. And then a friendship starts, and it's great. And then all of a sudden, you have really great friends. You guys, put yourselves out there. Swallow down that ball of anxiousness and ask someone for a cup of coffee. Go out to that movie you want to see. Go get a drink. One or two. And no more. No more. No more than that. A drink. And not three. Not not three. If you get three. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but seriously, put yourself out there because you never know who else is who else is like sitting at home feeling the same way you do, wishing they had friends, wishing they had a community. Yeah, for sure. And I also wanted to add to that, like, you think you're lonely? Everyone else is lonely, too. Yep. Like, I Everyone. I was having some conversations with some people, and it's like, wow, you guys are lonely, too? I never knew. I thought I was the only one. Right. We're all lonely. And then you're like, like oh, she has a boyfriend. She's fine. No. She needs friendship. Yeah. Don't, you don't know her life. And, like, my mom was saying, too, my mom was like, people sometimes think, like, once they have kids, then they'll be fine. Then they won't be lonely anymore. No. No. Or once they have, get married, they won't be lonely anymore. No. Like, you need more than just that. <laughs> You, like, no, like family, great. family's they're amazing. Great. Family's <laughs> amazing. But even my mom, who literally had an army worth of ch- has an army worth of children and grandchildren, she's like, I need that friendship. I right. need that time with For my sure. friends. She has her, you know, bi- even when we were all at home, she has her Bible study and whatnot, and she has her, you know, close knit of friends, and she has, you know, a, f- a handful of really, really close friends that she calls in times of you know hardships to pray for her and all that kind of stuff. That's so important to have. And it's so important to have. It is so important to have And if you don't have it, that's okay. Go go work on it. Because I'm working on it right now. You know? Like, it's... I I don't know. I just don't feel bad if you don't have it yet. Just work on it. Just work on it. Ask someone. Even if Mm -hmm. it's like they're not even... Even if they're just like a slight acquaintance. Yeah. Even if they're just a slight acquaintance. 
For sure. I'm like preaching at you how to make friends. This is how. This is how you make friends. But seriously, because I had such a hard time with it. I really, really, really did. Mm -hmm. And I was even, even, because I even had an aunt. I have a sister who lived here before me. And she had a group of friends. And they would try to bring me along. But that's still, you still kind of feel like, eh, they're not really my friends. They're They're her friends. friends. You know, and, and, you know, you have a great community at work and stuff. But it's still hard. It's still hard, but seriously, you will feel so much better. Maybe not right away. You might feel awkward right away, but you'll feel so much better down the line if you just try to make some friends. Do you have any other two cents to add, Brady? I don't. Go make friends. Yeah, I mean, that's something that I need to take. Yeah, it is. Into account, too. But me, too. So it's okay. We all need to work on it. We all need to work on it. We all need to work on it. That's why I said Do something. That's why I added that little, it's okay if you don't have it yet, because I'm working on it right now. Brady's working on it right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and also it can be hard to, when you're like married like us and you're in college and everyone else is like Single. hanging out with friends yeah. or like going to the bars right. and or all even if stuff. you're just like busy. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, it, it can be hard, but put yourself out there. Just do something. Just do, do something. Do it. Do something. Put a swoosh on it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah there we there go. go. There you go. Okay, so um, our reviews have been a little dry lately. Um, <laughs> y'all need to pick y'all need it to up. Step it up. Yep. No, I'm just kidding, but not really. Go give us a review. We would love a review. Um, you can give us anywhere from one to five stars, whatever you think that we deserve. Um, we think we deserve five, but you know we might be a little biased. And um, write a review. Let us know what you think. Um, let us know if there's anything else you want to hear from us. Um, we're available on pretty much like every social media platform. Um, I meant to say podcast platform, but we're pretty much <laughs> all the all social media platforms that are important like instagram and facebook we're on those two at coffee and a combo podcast on instagram and then coffee and a combo podcast just like not all together on facebook (laughs) and yeah go find our podcast on um well i mean if you're listening to this you've already found our podcast but on apple podcast give us a review write us a review we would love to hear from you guys um if you haven't yet there's a little post with me jenna and I'm holding like a cucumber up to my face and I have a cute little face mask on and I'm making the um, 2008 duck face. And um, right underneath there, if you have any questions for an esthetician, we will be having an esthetician on the podcast coming up here soon. And we want to know what your guys' questions are, what your thoughts are on skin care. So if you haven't done that yet, make sure you head over to our Instagram and do that. Um, if you haven't yet, follow Cameron at Cameron Swear on Instagram and follow me um, at Jenna Yvette 98 on Instagram. And have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.